0: Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Check out our blog at DIYMoney.org. That's DIYMoney.org. Now, enjoy this episode. Hey, welcome back to DIY Money. I'm your host,
1: Quintetro. And Daniel's all the... Ah, oh, Daniel, I love this. It is awesome. Is it? Yes, it is. It is fun. I'm having a blast doing this. It's a lot of fun. Earlier in the week, if you missed the show, we talked about what to do after you have been tracking your expenses. We're really building up here. We're going to get into some more advanced subject matter, but I think we both wanted to work hard to build the foundation. You can't really talk about wealth development or strategies for you know, no fee investing, passive investing. If you're in debt up to your eyeballs, it's crazy. So we really want to hit on some, some key points, things that both Daniel and I do on an ongoing basis to keep our financial house in order. And a lot of times these are subjects that are skipped over. Get a budget. Oh, okay. That's fine. I'll get a budget. But how, how do you do that? And, you know, oh, there's 18 million apps. Should I do that? Holy cow. I signed up for personal capital the other day. Yeah. Just to get, I mean, I guess it's good. And maybe I'm just old school. It was like taking a drink with a fire hose. I'm like, wow.
0: Yeah. What's unfortunate is a lot of the apps and technologies uh, came out strong and really good and simple. And then as they've added features to appease kind of the wider audiences, it's just kind of made things more complicated, more complicated. So you, you go in and you're like, now I don't know what to do.
1: It's overwhelming. Yeah, I very. What I wanted was I wanted a a, a place that I could um, see all of the various accounts from, you know, Schwab, where my investment accounts are. Um, I have a, a 403B at Fidelity, uh, bank accounts at Chase, University of Kentucky Credit Union, things like that, and have it in one spot. Sure. Well, then I'm like, ah, you know, you 15 other things. Here's your credit and score, and you yeah. want this and you want that and I, think and, I to try
0: to sell something to well, you.
1: Well, and oh, by the way, I've gotten 14 emails and a phone call, you know, let's schedule your personal financial. T- oh my gosh, overwhelming. Anyways, not that it's a bad thing. I'm still going to try to figure it out, but it's it, it's a little bit overwhelming. I went back to my spreadsheets. <laughs> my Google Sheets. All right. Um last time we were with you, we talked about moving from monitoring to budgeting the process by which we've been tracking expenses. And now we're going to categorize them and start building out a budget. We talked about the various steps that one should proceed with when they are developing this budget, not just trying to find the margin, maybe having to cut some unnecessary expenses, uh, out of the budget so you could create margin. But the first step, once you're developing this is to somehow, and this could be different for everybody, but I think it's imperative to have a little bit of fast cash laying around so that you can meet that inevitable emergency without going backwards. There's always going to be a fire to be put out. I, I, I know it. I I live it. There's always going to be an unplanned uh, medical expense, uh, a trip to the ER that's not entirely covered. The radiator goes out. Is that even a thing? I don't know. Radiators go I out? I
0: think cars still have radiators. <laughs> I don't know that houses. Something happens in to your to. car.
1: That's, you know, that happens. Your furnace goes out. You know, th- these are things that you're not going to go very long uh, when it's twenty degrees out and your furnace is out, you're going to get it done. Which means if you don't have it budgeted, you don't have that fast cash. You put it on a credit card. You, you put, and then you're going backwards, and then you're discouraged and you're frustrated, and they ah, oh, it's never going to work. So some form or fashion, as you start heading down this road, you've got to get ahead of that. And the way to do that, set aside some fast cash. That could be having a a, a yard sale. That could be picking up a second job. It could be just selling stuff around your house. There's a million ways to do that nowadays through Facebook groups and Craigslist and eBay and you name it. Then start proceeding with the, um, the, the two to three months of an emergency fund. Again, a critical component. Those are for big challenges. You lost your job. Uh, you have a, a major expense. New roof needs to, needs to be put on that sort of thing. Uh, that, that will help you from being completely derailed. And then, the process by which you can start paying off debt, generating wealth, other areas that we'll talk about on this podcast as it evolves. But in wrapping up this sort of budget process, Daniel. Um and oh by the way, let me sorry, let me just throw this in there. Okay. Um we have a Facebook group. Ah. And it's free. Okay. And you can join the Facebook group, just go to diy diymoney.org, DIYmoney.org at the top right, you're going to see the little social icons. Uh, Twitter is our DIY Twitter. Instagram, boom, Daniel on the Instagram. You can follow him and the good things he eats and the bicycle he rides. And I don't know what else you do on there. The money on budget, I don't know. The money's budgeting. Uh, But, yeah, you can follow Daniel on Instagram because I don't do Instagram. I'm terrible. I try to do Instagram. I'm horrible at Instagram. Uh, I'm kind of a Facebook guy. I guess I'm on the last end of that. a grumpy old man. And I don't like things now compared to the way they used to be. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Facebook group and and if you have questions, if you if you want to ask us in that setting, hey, here's my budget, you know, what do you think or what about this or question. This is that's the forum for that. That's the avenue for that. So, you can find that Facebook group, you can join that Facebook group and it's a great venue to ask and interact and engage, etc. So, Um, That's what I wanted to share with people before we did that. But going forward, now that you've developed this budget, you're tracking expenses, I think it's important to start talking about some common mistakes, some things that people make or oversee or are wait. Overlook. Overlook. Thank you. They overlook when budgeting that can be real detrimental. So let's talk about the top five mistakes regarding a budget.
0: Number one. Number one, I'm going to go with, uh, accruals because this is the one that really sort of, uh, torpedoed, uh, my budget when I was starting early on, say in our kind of, I guess our twenties when we were newlyweds and so forth. And we were really trying to get serious about budgeting and so forth. And we made awesome budgets, uh, and we kind of line itemed everything got it figured out perfectly it was you know zero at the bottom because we had budgeted some you know savings for retirement and etc and then like something would break around the house or the car would need standard maintenance or the registration would come due and i'd go what why didn't i think about this when we were budgeting uh this happens every year uh maybe that's christmas uh, maybe this is a car insurance policy or something, but there it seemed like for about three to four years there was consistently things uh, that kept popping up uh, that I should have thought about while budgeting that I didn't because I just didn't kind of add in this line uh, for accruals. And so some of that is going to be just life experience uh, as you go through and as you get as you monitor long enough that you have kind of a year behind you and you can go back and you can look and you can accrue those things. But some of those things. Uh, are also just, um, not common sense, but wise things to do. So if you, if you own your home, uh, accruing some for maintenance, now that could just be your emergency fund, but you know, it's good to put away some a little bit every month to know that you are going to, uh, you're going to have maintenance on your home at some point or maintenance on your car or et cetera. And so continuing to have those line items in there that build up, uh, what is commonly called as kind of a sinking fund. So building up a savings account that you're going to then use as some of those accruals and maintenance come along. 1,200 a month. 1,200 a month. 1,200
1: a month. Great. That is my accrual amount. for s- accruals and stuff. I'll tell exactly. you. Exactly. I'm looking at it. Uh, 100% transparent here, folks. Simple as that. All right. Home insurance, property taxes, auto insurance, life insurance, My all green fertilizer guy.
0: Ooh, that's why your lawn looks so beautiful.
1: It does. I pay it all up front. Uh, Auto registration, Christmas. Those are my annual accruals. I have my annual amount when they are due divided into the months. So divided by 12. So Mm -hmm. I love Google Sheets or I love spreadsheets. A summation of that which gives me my total annual accrual on a monthly basis. Okay. Divide that in half. That's how much I need to set aside every pay period for the annual accrual.
0: Because we get paid twice a month.
1: That's correct. So money comes in, just like you were uh, talking about with your 15 bank accounts, the other podcast, your three bank accounts. Yes. Uh, Immediately, I sweep over to a long-term savings account my monthly accrual amount now i went through the same thing you did why did this come about this came about because after a year of diligently budgeting tracking my expenses i got hit with my auto insurance bill and i was like oh man i didn't do you know i didn't plan for that shoot so there went my fast cash.
0: Boom! It was out the before door. you were monitoring.
1: Yeah, I was like, golly. Well, then you know, I was married, kids. Now I got some life insurance, and then I no longer. When we were fortunate enough to pay off the mortgage, uh, that's great. But no longer did I escrow. Most people, if they have a mortgage, they're going to escrow your taxes and your insurance. So maybe people think twelve hundred a month. That's a lot, Quint. That's a that's a lot. You know, that's a lot of money. Uh, yes, it is. But remember, a lot of that is my monthly taxes, property taxes and, and homeowners insurance that most people pay when they're paying a mortgage. And if you pay off that mortgage, you might not have the principal and interest balance anymore, but you still owe that property tax and you still owe that insurance. And so you need to find a way to set that money aside. So it's not a sticker shock when it comes due. No question allowing that to be part of your budget, mandating that that is part of your budget is critical. And if it's not pre-planned, it can end up being a disaster for sure.
0: And even automating it, like you said.
1: Automating it. Yeah. Now, I actually, I don't automate it because I give myself a little bit of a buffer. Uh-huh. So even though, you know, there could be, you know, something else, a lot of our bills are front loaded on the, on the first of the month, uh, with utilities and so forth. And so I, I sort of wait until closer to that next pay period to okay. move that over. See, we
0: automate ours. So actually a uh, portion of our direct deposit goes directly into that accrual account. So we don't even see it. We don't even have a chance to spend it. Nice. It goes there. And then when the bill comes, I log onto that account and go, oh, this much is in the account and this much goes out. And okay. And we've done the math and uh, it's you know going to stay above zero, essentially.
1: Well, you know what that brings us to?
0: What's that? Well, the difference
1: in you and I are differences that people should know. And that is finding something that works for you. Absolutely. The number two mistake in budgeting is not finding a methodology which works for you. Mm-hmm. What could some of those methodologies be, Daniel?
0: Uh, so one of them is going to be sort of the practical sides of budgeting. So I think it was last show that you talked about uh, your spreadsheet and your categories. I think you had 17 categories maybe in our bu- in your budgeting. Uh, I think our family has uh, five uh, wow, <laughs> we keep it very very. I'm a little OCD. I'm a little more. But, am I literally more OCD than you in that? No. That world? So I used to do that, and it it. What I found is that uh, at the end of the month, we really didn't care if it was groceries or dining out, because if we spent too, if we wanted to spend more in in uh, dining out, we would take a little bit from groceries and move mm-hmm. it over there. So I I started to go, why are we categorizing this if we're okay moving some from here to here? So we we broke finally broke it down into um, giving. Savings, uh, and savings includes kind of our accruals as a subcategory. Medical, then fixed expenses. That'd be stuff we have to pay to live, our essential living expenses, and then discretionary expenses, which includes even things like the stuff that can fluctuate. And so really when it comes down for us uh, on a month-to-month basis, we're really only managing the fifth category which is the stuff that's going to fluctuate and we go okay this is our chunk that we get to spend throughout the month it has to last from beginning to end now because we've been sort of budgeting and having a rhythm for 10 to 15 years it's just worked for us that we can just kind of manage that without categorizing that's not going to work for everybody and so it's important to find the system that works for you uh, now you and I are the same that we both use Google Sheets for our budget i used mint before and I just you and I are both spreadsheet people, so but a lot of people aren't. A lot of people pull open Google Sheets and you talk about summations and calculations and divisions, and it kind of freaks them out. There are apps and software that can help you with that, but you have to find the one that works for you, and it has to work. You have to enjoy, to some extent, logging on doing it. And it has to make sense. You can't you can't um, you can't be burdened or begrudging as you log on to it. If if that's the case, then it's not the technology or the thing for you.
1: But here's I'm gonna, I agree, but I wanna add this in. Okay, there's a reason why a majority of Americans are absolutely in horrible financial shape. It's similar to the obesity rates in our country, in that it takes discipline. It does, it just takes discipline. It's not overly complicated. But it takes discipline. Unless there is a medical condition that prevents you from losing weight. Again, I, I'm, I'm not saying it's everybody. There are some certain medical conditions that people have a dramatically rough, a very hard time. But if that's not you, it is not hard to lose weight and get in shape. It, it's not. And you know the formula. You know the method. And if you don't, there is a plethora of information out there. So why don't you do it? Because it takes discipline. You know that. I know that. This is a guy who dropped 60 pounds after yo-yo dieting for years. Years. Finally, I realized, you know what? It's It's not a magic pill. It's discipline. So I say that because the problem that I have with the apps or the technology that helps you is unless you're like our other couple in the very first podcast or, or actually paying yourself first where their income was so high, their concern was, look, we were paying our bills. You know, we're, we're not worried about groceries. We're not worried about eating out. We're paying everything, but we're not saving anything. And so we sort of did a workaround. Our little life hack for them was, well, pay yourself first. Build in a, a savings uh, amount, an expense that's going to go immediately into your savings. And you can do whatever you want, so you want with the rest. Okay, You that's fine. But not everybody's in that camp. And so if you're in the camp where you're not generating a tremendous amount of income and you do need to make financial progress, it's going to be hard work. But it will get easier over time. And it is certainly beneficial. But I do agree with Daniel. It's what works for you. It's what works for you. Now, it also could mean, and this goes back to our relationship podcast, maybe you're the one that has the desire to sort of improve your financial situation and your family, but that's not your skill set. Maybe your partner's skill set is more apt to pursue the budgeting tactics, follow the spreadsheets, etc. It's teamwork. It's teamwork, but it does take discipline. And it'd be a horrible, horrible thing if you gave up prior to finding out what works for you. All right, Daniel, number three. What is number three? I think it's somebody who stops tracking expenses. And what I mean by that is, I always get this when I talk to people personally or speak to a group, they say, well, okay, I understand I need to track sp- expenses in order to build my budget. So now that I have my budget built, I don't have to track expenses anymore, right? And I, <laughs> no, this is a lifelong thing, unfortunately. It's like this, working out. Yeah. This is, you know, this is something that if you stop doing it, it's going to be very, very difficult to stay on top of your budget. Because in order for you to populate your budget, you're going to have to know what you're spending, where you're spending it and you can automate it. Daniel is a great automator. He he and his wife prefer to I think it's cla- I think it's great. It, you know, automate savings, fixed expenses, utilities, all these other bills and then here we have this bucket that we have to spend and manage and that's it. And their categories are 5. Mine are 17, okay? I have every category from my wife and I's allowance to a miscellaneous to sports. Uh, I had, when our children were in diapers, I had a diaper category. That's how much we spent on diapers. I had the budget for the diapers. I have auto gas. I have natural gas. I have uh, trash and water. I have utilities. I mean, you name it. I have it as an expense and I track it constantly. It gives me peace of mind to know where our money is going. It, it is, it's something I'm working on because <laughs> I think there could be overkill, uh, as well. But it gives me peace of mind. But I, I want to share with you that if you stop this process, you will revert backwards to your old habits. You will, you will go backwards. It is very similar. Dieting is a yo-yo cycle for most people because this is just correlates well and a lot of people understand this. So I, that's why I use these examples. Because they reach their goal doing whatever it is that they're doing, eating better, working out, running, whatever it may be. They reach the goal, and then they go, okay, I'm here. Now I don't need to do the rest of this stuff. And boom, they put it right back on. Or maybe it's one or two pounds in the beginning, and then it's 18. I've been there. I know. I've seen it countless times. In order to change and for it to stick, it has to become a lifestyle. A company cannot be budgeting and tracking all their finances, get to profitability, and then finally say, okay, we're done. We're no longer going to budget or track our expenses because we made it. We're profitable. Nope. They'll be back in the red very quickly. So the number three, in my opinion, mistake that people need to watch for is to stop tracking expenses. You've got to continue doing that. All right. How about number four, Daniel? Well, you have the list. So how about number four? (laughs) Okay. How about not paying yourself first? So this, this follows the, the, the tagline of, you are now tracking your expense, your, your, your budgeting. You are, you are making ends meet. You are, you are making it through the month without running out of money. Huge. In addition, you've already gone through the steps. You've got some fast cash and you've built some emergency fund. Maybe even you are paying down debt, whatever the case may be. You're in that process by which you are making financial progress, which is phenomenal. Bravo <laughs> to you. But now you've got to start paying yourself first. You've got to start putting some money away. Now, that could be in a very easy way to do that. And if you're not
0: participating, shame on you through your company retirement plan. Right, Daniel? Absolutely. More I'm- than likely, they have a match. So what does that mean? Uh, so a match is you put in X percent and the employer will put an X percent that doesn't come out of your check. It's just a, a match and a, not a bonus, but it's an incentive to save. And if they do that, you automatically are getting a quote-unquote return on what you're putting in uh, because they're matching part of it. That's huge. Pay yourself first, whether that's through your company
1: retirement plan as you proceed with debt reduction or it's in addition to and you're building that in an expense sheet in your budget. Pay yourself first. That is a huge step or mistake if you skip it. I would say the last and final mistake, and this comes back to the communication podcast a couple of weeks ago, that is you can't do this alone. Now, if you're uh, <laughs> married, if you're single, that's a different story. But,
0: but even lot- then, you could kind of partner with a, a friend or, or, or somebody and kind of like a workout partner, if you will, sort of a financial accountability partner and talk to them.
1: Accountability is huge. I think that is a phenomenal uh, idea in order to keep you on task, opening your checkbook around somebody, what we used to say, opening your checkbook, or in this instance, opening your bank balance, or I don't know, your bank statements, sharing with someone what you're spending your money on is a very, uh, very um, revealing process, and one that it's difficult, difficult pill to swallow, but it will help you. But for those of you that are married and you are in a relationship This is something you have to do together. You have to be on the same page. And I strongly encourage you to go back to the previous podcast, Marriage and Money, and start listening with your spouse so that you have a plan. You know who is the CFO. You know who's in the supporting role. You know what you should be doing in order to communicate effectively about this budget. And if you don't do that, That's probably the biggest mistake you could make. I think that is paramount to success. Solid communication with your partner. All right, Daniel, good show. Good job. Anything else we want to talk about? I think that covers all five. All right, check out the blog, DIYMoney.org, as well as the Facebook group, and follow Daniel on Insta. Daniel Zulno, Instagram, exciting stuff.
0: Yeah, not a very interesting moniker, but we'll go with it.
1: We'll go with it. All right, friends, remember the secret to wealth is very simple. Spend less than you make, invest the rest, and do so for a
0: very, very long time. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to check out all that we have on the blog, DIYMoney.org. And if you haven't already, leave a review so your friends know that this is a show worth listening to.